Hey guys, welcome to Dance Fever, the internet's favorite dance competition show fan podcast. I'm Eddie Lee. I'm Terry Ann. And we have dance competition show coverage for you. World of Dance, the first season, episode five, which will be the second part of the duels. We have four duels to talk about. And we have BBC Young Dancer, the Southeast Asian Finals, which was like watching a movie in a foreign language with no subtitles to me. It is the second season of BBC Young, BBC Young Dancers, and the Southeast Asian Finals were the third episode. We have two more episodes of that. We yes, have a another contemporary final next time, and then the grand, and then the grand finale where those all those winners plus a dark horse plus yeah wild card wild card come in and, and do. We're going to start off with the young dancer, BBC's young dancer, and it like you said, it was the South Asian dance final. Me, I enjoyed it more than okay. the street dance final because it was of a different culture, and I got to see things that I normally don't see. So I kind of enjoyed it. A lot of it was storytelling, and we don't know the stories they're telling, so that I think that's what made it kind of difficult for Eddie Lee, probably, was that we don't know the stories. It was just people moving around to him. Well, they weren't telling their own story. They were telling a story that is already in place. So to me, it's like, well, I don't understand what you're doing, and I don't understand what you're drawing from, so I doubly don't understand. Whereas if just their movements were trying to tell me a story, perhaps I would have got something from that. Okay. So we had five soloists. One almost didn't make it because he injured his ankle playing football, but he managed to come in at the back end at the last minute and perform. We have Prakash, Mudasa, Bolar, Dasani, and Anjali. Anjali. They're all very difficult names for me because they are all of the South Asian culture names, as well as our our tutors, our mentors, whatever you want to call them, the people that went out and helped the dancers finesse their dances because they had two solos and one duet, as all the other competitions have had. Sonia Solari, Piali Ray, and Sita Patel. Anywhere close? I guess I okay. Were the we'll, we'll go with were that. the mentors, and then our judges were. Do you have the judges there? Uh, Kathak performer and teacher Kajal Sharma, choreographer, performer, and educator Chitra Sundaram, and award-winning choreographer Shobana Jayasing who's also the chair of the judging panel, across all four categories, which means she is the, or she is a judge that has judged all four categories. So she is the most well-rounded, but probably the less learned of a specific style. And I think she uh, has really focused in on this style as opposed to others. Yes, from, because she is... From she, what she said. She does appear to be of more Indian Could be, origin. but I don't, I don't want to... Yeah, we don't know that for sure. To take that. But anyway... We had several different styles, some more storytelling, ancient stories, and they were pulling from plays, operas, whatever you, I don't know what really to call them, other than the heritage. They pulled from the heritage, told stories of that. Their 
the one girl did a contemporary piece that I found very interesting because it mixed a lot of the Indian styles that we had seen from the previous dancers with a contemporary dancer. Her partner was a contemporary dancer rather than an Indian South Asian dancer. So that was very interesting. However, the winner was Dasani, who was a 19-year-old young man who was probably the most flamboyant in his dancing, I would say. He told less of a arm gesture story and more of the spinning dancing that a lot of people think of when they think of South Asian dancing. A lot more movement. And he won. So, do you have anything else? I didn't get it. I know. That's what he said the whole show. I didn't get it. After each dance, I I I didn't get get it. it. I don't get it. I don't get it. I try to be as open-minded as I can, and I, I guess perhaps I'm just not able to uh, expand quite enough, just at times. I mean, not just from this, but there have been other things that I'm just like, I'm lost, you know. Particularly if somebody else tells me they like it, and, I, and I'm like, I, I don't get it. What is there to like? And and obviously, uh, first of all, these dancers must like what they're doing, or they just could not possibly put in the amount of time it's taken to get them to this level. That's true. I I, I definitely recognize that. Uh, the judges, you know, perhaps the people that were in the audience to some extent, some of them may have been there to support their friends who were dancing. So they may not get it like the performers do, perhaps. Um, a couple other things I noticed, the dance studios that these dancers used were all very, very small. And with one exception, there were no mirrors in any of these studios. Two of these dancers, there were five, two of these dancers were tutored or taught or instructed, whatever the word would be, by a parent. A parent. Um, so th- this type of dance is very differently um, instructed even than the other two that we have seen on the show, and from what I know about contemporary as well, because I've I've seen contemporary. That's because this is a much more cultural thing. It's it's a much more personal, personal hand, to, hand but, handed down, yeah, and, generation and, to generation cultural thing. You know, and that's an interesting thing to say because street dancing uh, is very personal, and contemporary dancing can be very personal as well. So it's 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 interesting to see a style of dance that is even more so than what those are. Um, what, what I took away from it was that this is a more intricate gesture dance style than it is an athletic, per se, um, have to be taught by athletic people dance style. This was much more gestures and... Well, as much of the storytelling is in the in the minute movements as there is in the whole body movements or the the gross movements the whole body the the whole stage that's part of the story but part of the story also is in how they held their feet the hand what shape the hand took and what the hand did from shape to shape um of course facial facial gestures are our emotion. I mean, you, and I think that is is probably as universal as any concept will get across dance. In the face, you see the emotions 
anger and and fright and joy and you know okay that's i think if you use those same facial if you emote the same in virtually any culture it will be accepted the same with some i mean i I understand there are some cultures that you cannot do certain things just because the way that culture has has set itself up but so those are are common but after that take away the whole body take away the the floor that you are performing on the southeast asian dance and they kept referring to two main styles that that these people were uh devotees of i guess but it's bataranyan bataranyan right one was and kathak yeah kathak kathak one is um, hands one is face so very much more than the rest of the body, although the rest of the body is also involved. You don't see that a whole lot in really any of the other dance styles as far as the emphasis, the story. Now, street dancing, there is a lot with pop and lock and animation. There is a lot of fine motor movement, yes. But it it didn't strike me as being as integral a part of what that dancer is trying to tell you as perhaps it is here Mm -hmm. and not speaking that and again i I don't mean any slight in not speaking that sign language i I just you know i i got the the faces i I've, Mm -hmm. i've got emotions down pretty good i've been around enough emotions that i i got that other things with the whole body, the jumping around or the standing or the sp- – okay, I can understand that, moving around the – but when you get to the face and the hands, I just – I have zero experience and I just, I just didn't get it. Yep. I, you know. And unfortunately for me, I, I can't say whether I even thought they did something well or not because uh, I have no, um, no basis to compare. And like one of the um, mentors just... actually said, she said, this style of dance is less about the interpretation of whether you like it or not. It's more whether it's right or wrong. Yeah, it's not good or bad. It's right, right and wrong. wrong. Because they have specific things they have to do. So so it's a, it's a very... It's a um, very rigid structured, dance yeah, style. Yeah. Not that, and again, it's it's funny to think because in all the dance styles, there's a right or wrong. If you're trying to do a movement, you know you. But it's it's a it, it's a different it's so level. Much a right or wrong? It's more of an adaptation of what's there. It's well, more accepted. It, yeah. Whereas you, this, there is a right and a wrong. You can vary it, but this you can't vary. You if can't you meant vary. to do a, these I mean, are the ways you have to do a. Yes. That's that's it. That's all there is. Now, if so. you want to do your own variation of, then you have to say it's a contemporary variation of. You're not doing the dance. Right, it's not. And a, they came out and said, "I am doing this dance." So they had to stick to the rules of that dance. It wasn't an interpretation of that dance; it was that dance. It's and a very big difference. And several of them. That's exactly what they did. Is they did the dance of from something else. So that means they had to do it as this other mm-hmm. performance or performer did. So mm-hmm. yeah, it was. I found it interesting. Yeah. And we'll we'll see how it fares going on with the overall. I don't think it's going to win the overall group dance, the the final dance. Actually, let's go on to world of dance, where we have our second night of duels. I got this. 
And as we said, there were only four duels, which leaves the next show to have seven. So, you know, it's, it's okay. We'd, they're probably going to cut out a lot on this next one. And even next time, one of the duels is three. It's not two. So, so there you go. Yeah. So our first out was Diana, and she is one of the young performers. And she got to choose her opponent because of her level on the scale She of was dance. the highest scoring, right? Yes, I do believe. And she chose the posse, which was a group of young girls who, on their first dance, played a lot on the emotions of the judges and the audience. So that's, I think that's what got them through on their first dance. And I think that's why they didn't get through on their second dance, because Diana won the dance off it was 91.3 to 86 is what i have written down uh yes diana danced to Katy perry's rise and the posse danced to martin garrix's in the name of love and diana was very fierce and i loved her costume it was like a warrior woman with the with the with the skirt the leather skirt thing and and she just looked very xena in her very mm-hmm. small dimu- diminutive way the posse used some ropes to show being tied down or some sort. I don't know. It just it didn't move me as much as their first dance, which is why I think they did not move forward, and she did. Next out were Super Crew, and they chose Royal Flux as their opponent. Super Crew was what they normally are. They danced they as they normally do. It wasn't a change for them at all to me. They danced to... Michael Jackson's Working Day and Night, which I don't know that I know that song. No. And Royal Flux danced to... Matt Corby's brother. And they got an 86.3 and Super Crew got an 89, which to me was not a resounding win. I don't think that well, it, I think yeah. it was not a resounding win. That's all I'm saying. The third out were The Lab, which is our one of our young groups of people and they chose boys of temecula temecula which is another one of our young groups and the boys of temecula had some interesting costuming but other than that i wasn't that thrilled with their dance and they got an 84.7 and the lab got an 89.7 what did they dance to the boys of temecula danced to walk the moon's shut up and dance the lab danced to DJ Khaled's All I Do Is Win. And I wasn't that thrilled with either one, really. I mean, they were both okay. The Lab, we kind of liked their boxer um, theme that they had going on there. But one of the judges said that they didn't even need that, that they should have just done away with that. But I kind of liked it. I thought it was kind of cute. And I was glad that of the two, that they were the ones that won. And then the fourth one out were the Twins. And they chose Kyle Newkirk, Van Newkirk, which was the tap dancer. And you were really moved by Lay Twins. What did they dance to? They danced to Monique Bingham's Deep in the Bottom of Africa. And you really liked. You were, because we were discussing after the first round when they moved through that we weren't so sure that they should have moved through. Yeah, the, the first round dance that they did looked like a street performing dance 
it was done for the tourists. It was done to make money. It, that that was the feeling. This dance, I thought, felt a lot more uh, personable, a lot more story, a lot more messagey, but not something like beat beat you over the head with it. Message like we have something that we want to tell you, and and we're going to use dance to tell you. Their first piece uh, did not strike me that way at all. And our winner was Le Twins at 92 versus Kyle at 86. And Kyle danced to... Jadena's Classic Man. And I really liked his piece. I thought he did the very best oh, he could have done. Yeah. He laid it all on the floor and... He danced with a cane. He, yep, um, So he, Yeah, he used a prop. Uh, Le Twins did not, although arguably the other twin is the prop, yeah. whichever way you want to go, yeah. since there's two of them. Um, but yeah, I, I really liked this piece. I'll be interested to see if how many more times they dance. If, for me, they can actually beat this piece, because mm-hmm. I really enjoyed this. So, if they keep elevating themselves, I- I'm, I'm definitely interested in seeing what else they do, more so than this one. Mm-hmm. Could be that this is where they um, Peak. peaked with this part of the, pro- you know, which you hope not, but it's very possible. So I'm I'm finished. That was the last contestant on this episode of World of Dance. Okay. So next time we'll talk about... Well, I mean, I guess it just depends on what we want to talk about. Um, I was thinking to talk about the next episode, episode 9 of So You Think You Can Dance, which... Which is our first full-out... I uh, well, I don't know if they get rid of somebody in this episode, but they we will see the other half of the first dances between right. with pro and and protege. Yes. Uh so that's 5. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know if they send anybody home after this because theoretically it's still the first episode. Right. They just cut it in half. So or if they will maybe they will after this because I think I've seen the next episode labeled as the top 9. Okay. Which, which obviously would mean they must Somebody's have sent going. someone home. So um, I'll go ahead and say I think somebody goes home after this episode, but I'm not sure because we haven't seen it yet. But it will, at the very least, be the other five star-protege combos that we have not seen yet, and we will see them dance. And I suppose the other show that we will watch is World of Dance. Sure. Because we have about eight more so you think episodes and only two more young dancer episodes so to to spread them out so it'll be world of dance uh season one episode six which is the final of the duels episodes seven duels one of the duels is even three it's not two so we will see Seven competitions, we will see, what is that, 15 other groups, which basically, um, between these three episodes, we will see all of the groups that have gone to this stage, Mm -hmm. which is cool because we cannot say that about So You Think You Can Dance. We did not see all of the top 20. Right. You know, we will have seen the top 10. Uh, So, uh, I don't know. It's kind of – there was an announcement made this week that – so you think we'll be back in the summer with season 15 and a lot of the comments i saw once you get past people not liking vanessa hudgens which i would have to kind of agree she adds um zero to the show 
She adds nothing. She's pointless. But also people are starting to tire of the same All-Stars coming back and the same format of pairing them with most of the people want the top 20 back competition like we saw in the early episodes. Yes. I would have to agree with that. Yes. If you're going to do the All-Stars, make it something special. Toward the end. The last 10 Mm -hmm. people. I I like the mixing of contestants like they have done, Mm -hmm. the duets. Um the group, all boy, all girl groups, uh, you know, the things that they did in the past that honestly worked. Mm-hmm. I I don't know why they have felt that seeing the All-Stars season after season after season is effective. I don't know if it's ratings. I don't know if it's money. I don't know why that decision was made. But I do believe that they have they have used that now. Yeah. It's it's run its course. Um, perhaps the thing to do is to go back if there were concerns about ratings, which is typically what TV shows worry about. Then perhaps now is the time to go and revisit and see if that will bump ratings after the ratings drooping of having the same format year after year. It's been three, four, right? All-star, all-star. Or no, All-Star Kids, All-Star, All-Star, or maybe three three or four seasons that they got away from that original format. So maybe it's time to give that a try again and see how it does. Um, apparently, this format gets them enough ratings to stay. Try the old method, and if it still doesn't do it, go back to this 10 All-Star kind of thingy with the same, with the same old All-Stars. I, I understand. Some of these All-Stars I really enjoy seeing. But yeah, seeing them season after season... It's not, you know, because you know what they're going to do. You know their style. You know how they... So, yeah. Unless it's contemporary. Now, I think contemporary has the greatest amount of variability. Um, But some of these other dancers that are not contemporary styled, uh, like, say, tap. You know, honestly, I mean, once you've seen Sammy Davis tap, you're not going to see much better. So, um, but uh, in that, I kind of buried the lead. They will be coming back in the summer for a 15th season. I didn't see what constitutes summer in TV land, so I don't know when. There was no exact time frame given, just the summer. So it'll be back for its 15th season. As far as I know, that's one season per calendar year. Is that right? If that is, that's been 15 years. That So you think that doesn't sound no, right. That's not right. Early on, they must have had two like So You Think did. Okay. Even you now mean like, you that mean we've like been... Dancing with the Stars did. Or, yeah, Dancing with the Stars. Um, we now even find out that Strictly, for a little while, did multiple seasons per calendar year, which was kind of disappointing to me. But, so, um, all right, guys. All of that having been said... If you want to send us any feedback, you can email us at dancefever at gmail.com. DeliberateNoise.com slash dancefever is the website where I post the episodes. We have Facebook and Google Plus pages where Dance Fever is two words each. We have a Twitter feed where you can tweet us. Dance Fever is one word there. And no matter which social media you choose, Fever is F-E-V-R-E. There we are. Next episode, 245 of the show, we will be talking about So You Think You Can Dance and World of Dance from 
the calendar year 2017. We will talk to you guys then. Bye. The Dance Fever Podcast is a Teal production, and as such, is licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution, non-commercial, non-derivatives, 3.0, unported license.